My name is Carl Slater. And I'm Peter Brown, and you're listening to Above and Beyond. here with another episode of Above and Beyond, brought to you by Reengineering Australia Foundation. REA's mantra is to engage, inspire and educate students, teachers and industry about the value of STEM education and STEM careers. Our goal is to facilitate students becoming outliers of STEM. Two gentlemen who have been judging the South Australian state final of subs in schools and F1 in schools. We have Peter Brown, who's the overall competition judge, and Carl Slater, who's here from industry. And I'm keen to find out from them their perspective of what they've seen of working with the kids, the value of the program, and how they think that industry should interact with, with schools and children. So maybe, Carl, if you introduce a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Mike. Um, yeah, my name's Carl Slater. I'm a, a naval architect. work for Defence and Science and Technology. Been involved in the um, the REA Subs in Schools program for two years now. I've been absolutely amazed at what the what the students have been able to produce in a relatively short time frame, both in terms of designing and building their, their various ROV and submarine devices, and also the, in the, in respect to the portfolios which they've put together with design and engineering and um, marketing, finances, budgeting, time management, etc. There's a change in kids or an enthusiasm of kids participating in activity like this. You can see it on the on the students' faces. I think you know, when when they see that they're, they're doing something well or they've, they've got an answer right or they've, um, they've they've been challenged and they've got through it. You can see the the surprise, not the surprise, but the yeah, yeah, the just look of pure excitement and joy on their faces, and they're actually doing this. And you look at the portfolios and the devices that they've made, and you think, crikey, these these teams of three or four or five kids have, have done this in the last few weeks. It's, um, it's are you seeing the skills that industry is wanting? I know there's a debate about which skills industry wants and what they're learning at school and getting stuck in silos of education. What what do you think the outcome of this kind of activity is for them? I think there's a, a number of broad-reaching outcomes from a program like this. It's not just about building a, a device, in this case, a, a an ROV or a submarine, but it's about team management, communication, what happens when one of your team members leaves or can't come along for a meeting at a, at a lunchtime or whatever, funding, what happens if you can't afford to buy the $50 bit of a bit of a kit you need, you've got to, you've got to use something else. When they're testing the devices, something goes wrong, um, getting around that and understanding, okay, we can test it a bit, a bit easier to start with or we can um, not test it at all and hope it just works on the day. So there's a lot, a lot of skills which I think the students learn by, by default through the process. They're probably don't think they're learning them but at the end of the whole process I think they're learning a lot of skills which can be used throughout throughout the industry in the future. Peter, you've um, spent a lot of time in automotive, I think it's a reasonable analysis of, of things. What are you seeing? I mean, I know as Chief Judge you get to oversee every, everything that goes on. What's your perspective of the impact it's having on children? Well, the first one I judged was 2005 and I came into it in the engineering side of it. But being Chair of Judges now for a few events, I get greater exposure to the whole range of skills that the various students need to have to perform well in these competitions. And it's 
it's everything from the engineering side, the analysis, right through to the program, project management, finance control, marketing, graphic design. And when you see all the skills that these teams have to develop and acquire, I saw some year six students today with these, you know, demonstrating that they have these skills and they have them well. They're having to do things that they wouldn't normally have to do as students. They're having to learn to function as a team, learn to manage a crisis when something goes wrong. For example, yesterday I was out at the sea trials and this is where the teams take their watercraft to the pool and they put them in the pool and they have to perform various tasks in the pool and sometimes things go wrong and the the teachers are not allowed to be there when they're having the sea trials and so you hear them discussing amongst themselves how they can quickly solve the problems with the tools they have and sometimes they identify that they don't have a particular like they might not have a wire stripper or a a glue gun or something and so they'll ask others and other teams will hear and there's this sharing of this willingness to cooperate with each other. Identifying problems, solving problems is is what you also see and these are skills that you can't really teach that in a classroom. It's not until students actually put into that situation that you find what they can do and you know it's really it's a pleasure to be involved as a judge when you see these life skills developing in in young people and you know they would be exactly the sort of skills that industry needs. Carl there's a lot of debate about how you in how industry should engage with students Um, some people load the kids into a bus take them out have a tour and bring them back to school other industries are coming to the kids which are the do you think has the greatest impact on influencing the students i think mixture of both to be honest and i know if a number of students were, were to go to an engineering organization such as the one that sponsors rea and they had a good tour around they would see what professional engineers and scientists and researchers do and understand like if i follow this as a career this this is the kind of work i could be i could be doing this is a the kind of cool bits of kit I could be working on in, in real life. But in a way, that's not going to engage every student. Sometimes you need you know, mentors to go into the schools and to and to talk kind of one-on-one with the students or one-on-one to the teams uh, to help them through you know, the engineering and science crises which they're going through in, in terms of building the um, the bits of equipment that they're building. So I think, so I think it's a mixture, to be honest. You need sponsors who are able to show the students around large engineering corporations but also the mentoring side is is very important feel that the students get much out of having industry judges working with them and communicating with them and collaborating when they come to a competition i think they do from a from a, from a judging point of view I, I feel very privileged to be able to to judge however the students probably don't know where all the judges are coming from they don't know that the judges are coming from you know, the large defense engineering organizations and, and some others outside that so as a judge of one of the portfolios at the moment i personally don't have immediate interaction with the students so i'm judging the portfolios not quite blind but i'm just judging what i see in the portfolio so no, there's not that student judge interaction from my point of view What do you think, Peter? It just so happens that about half an hour ago I was talking with uh, one of the teachers out in the corridor while his team was in giving their verbal presentation and he was just a supervising teacher who wasn't involved with the team. He wasn't the the teacher that had uh, helped them with their ROV and he was really blown away by what he'd seen here with his team in particular and uh, he said that it was really valuable that you you, you could run this sort of competition 
and within a classroom amongst groups of students forming little teams within a classroom but it's not until they come to a competition like this where they get exposed to external judges from industry that they get to display what they can do and they really do learn from the feedback that industry judges can give them or they don't get that just from just from doing this within the school so this level of competition where you let judges see what they can do from industry that it, it really does help it really does give a lot of assistance to the students i believe there's a lot of discussion about um, boys and girls in stem roles and things like that do you see that students see any kind of blockage about careers do you see that the girls have any blockages i know you've been doing portfolios today but um, in talking to them, do you think that girls have a, there's a blockage to girls because we've, at this competition, I think that girls are number the boys four to one. So, I, I, at this stage, uh, no, I, I don't think there's any impediment to the um, to the female students at all. And yeah, if I think about the number of the number of teams that are here, the number of you know girls and boys, I'd say yeah, you're right. There, there are more girls than boys in this competition, which is um, which is fantastic. It surprises me somewhat, but it, no, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, around the pool yesterday, I think there, there was four times as many girls as boys, which is quite remarkable. We had to look for the boys to try. Yes, and, uh, I agree. Looks like we'll have to try and engage more boys into the program. Uh, do you see, Peter, any, any issues with boys or girls operating? Do they work well together? It's always been a, a matter of conjecture about whether it's better just purely from a, a judging point of view that a team have a, a mixture of boys and girls. The competition is all about the points. So it's not just about the race car or the uh, ROV or the submarine. It's about the entire criteria of the competition, which is the verbal presentation, the, the marketing, the graphic design, the the project management and also the, the CAD work and the CAD manufacturing and uh, the performance of the either the race car or the submarine or the ROV. Now to win the competition you have to gain the most points and that's in all areas. So there's no uh, way that being an all-female team is any impediment at all. I've seen today two teams of four girls in each team. They were year six uh, students and they just totally amazed the verbal presentation judges with their professionalism, their vitality, their, their energy, their drive. Comment was from the judges that they couldn't give them any feedback as far as improvement because they couldn't see any way they could improve. They were just stunningly amazing, if there is such a term. And I see there's no impediment at all for all girl teams or any there's no there's no ceiling as, as in in this competition given that those girls most of them were about 10 i think 10 or 11 years old it's quite remarkable and they seem not to have a problem about dealing with competing against 16 or 7 year old teams it seems absolutely remarkable how do you both of you think that industry should engage more with these things how do you think it's important that they do is it worth spreading the news or spreading the programs to more and more kids Uh, is the value for industry there yeah i do i do think it is very important and i do think it's not that there's more that could be done but i do think more organizations and and companies could be involved part of the problem is possibly it's it's getting the message to the right person at the right level in the company or companies or organizations for them to be able to provide people or the judges or the mentors to be able to come out to the schools and to come to events like this and it doesn't take a huge amount of um, overhead to be able to, to do this, but it does require a senior manager, 
having buy-in. And if you don't have that, then it's, it's very difficult to do it from a desk level. Is the value proposition there, given you see the outcome in the kids? Um, very much so. The skills which these students are learning um, will help Australian defence industries significantly in the future. So, yes, I'm, I'm firmly, firmly for that. And I believe you're going to be showcasing REA at the Pacific International Maritime Conference later this year? Yes, we'll have, um, I think, all of our programmes on show at Pacific 2019. And uh, we'll try and engage with as many much industries as we can to make them aware of what's going down. So we're certainly looking forward to that. I, I think that's a fantastic endeavour and I, I think you'll get a lot of, um, lot of input from that. One of the things we're doing, sort of on the subject, the cross-fertilisation of skills, uh, where we've got students presenting at the World Engineering Conference in Melbourne in November as well. And people often ask me about the outcomes of kids and what they can do and you know, is it, should they be doing just subs or F1 or whatever it might be. And... At that conference, we've got um, four of our alumni speaking. Uh, one comes went from F1 in schools and now is the uh, senior naval architect on the patrol boat. We have a girl from F1 in schools who's now designing boats for Talus, who's working in the engineering department. Uh, we have a, a young boy from F1 that's now working for Airbus on the program. A fourth one came from Subsidence Schools and now is working for DST in cybersecurity. So even though the F1 and subs are slightly different, I think the skills are the same. In the automotive industry where I work, there is still an automotive industry within Australia, even though that uh, we no longer manufacture whole vehicles here. And we're always after skilled designers, uh, engineers, and uh, a team in, with which I was involved, uh, they won the world championship and three of their designers all had sort of interviews where I work recently and I talked them up. I saw they had CAD skills when I was working with them uh, using Katia that would be equal to some some people in industry and these were high school students at the time. They had subsequently graduated from year 12 and then all obtained mechanical engineering degrees and they, they went through the interview phase. Uh, they would have snap them up where I work if they could have but the trouble was that these students or not students they're now graduates already had offers from other places so they chose to go elsewhere but um, certainly the design skills that they could demonstrate and um, not only the, the design skills in their mind but the ability to transfer that to a CAD model and solve issues highly regarded and industry does certainly benefit by taking on such alumni. And if you were to talk to a teacher or a parent or a student or someone out there about getting involved in something like this, what what's the language that you'd use to encourage them or engage them getting involved or what it does for their children, say if you're talking to a parent? I think for any any parent, and I'm, I'm a parent of, uh, of two young children, too young for this programme, for the next few years, unfortunately, but uh, but yeah, I would I would firmly encourage parents and teachers to to try and get involved. What I have seen is it is it is a big commitment. It's not something to go into lightly. However, if you've got the backing of the school and a teacher or a number of teachers in a school who are who are able to champion the program and ideally a mentor as well from industry, then I think both the school could get a lot out of it for the first year and the, the years onwards from that and the students definitely would gain a significant amount of skills which they can use throughout the rest of their career from from this and it will give them a, a very definite leg up in terms of that first 
interview question that everyone's asked, you know, what job experience do you have? What work experience do you have? How, no, no, what if, what can you show us to demonstrate that you've got the skills which we're looking for? Then working in a program such as this will, will certainly provide a, a lot of uh, suitable answers for those questions. Carl's right. It is a big commitment and, but I would in, encourage any, any parent to uh, support their child. It would be, I suppose, similar to a, a sort of sporting commitment. The thing that I've seen with the F1 in schools and subs in schools is that it opens up to the students who participate uh, opportunities that they may not realise otherwise. You see students get the chance to compete at a state final level and then go to a national final and they compete amongst other teams from around Australia and these would be the cream of each state competing at that level and then they get the chance to go on to the world and it's not often that students at high school level and even primary school level get the chance to represent their country on a world stage and be successful but I've seen this uh, uh, happen to several students that have been sitting in this very room at an award ceremony at a state final having just completed competing at the state level and then within a year or two they've been standing on a world podium and with the Australian flag behind them that's an experience that's like a that's that's a life-changing thing even getting to the world's or even getting to the nationals, just competing at that level is is a wonderful opportunity and it, it really does raise the bar for that student to develop as a, a well-rounded person and to to give a really uh, a good contribution to society and industry. I think we produce the best kids in the world. I am biased. But I think just when you see them here and when you see 10-year-old or 11-year-old girls performing at a level which... You know, I have. I think I'd struggle to even match their quality. It is absolutely remarkable, and I think today to hear from people from industry talking about their perception of what they see and what comes out of this has been fantastic. And and the gentlemen, if I can thank you both for taking the time to have a chat on Above and Beyond, uh, we look forward to maybe interviewing you again a little further down the track. Thank you. Thank you.